Hello, Clinical Research Circle. Welcome back. Uh, thank you guys so much. Make sure that you go subscribe to our other channel as well. Latinos in Clinical Research is our other channel. Go to latinosinclinicalresearch.com. We write articles about stocks all the time on there as well. And all ethnicities welcome. The Clinical Research Circle actually sponsors Latinos in Clinical Research. So make sure you subscribe here, subscribe there, subscribe to all those Everywhere. things. Every well, the three of our mine, LICR, and the circle. Uh, also, please, okay, guys. and Dr. Al has a great TikTok. Matter of fact, we should wow. probably start with that. <laughs> Dr. Yeah. Al gets like like ten thousand views per TikTok. He's like TikTok wow. famous. Dr. Al, <laughs> yeah, wow. hook up the plug. What's his um, TikTok? Um, what is it called? Handle? I don't know what they call. No, it. No, my last name, Dr. Al Jazeera. Okay. Yeah, Al Jazeera. He's got tons. <laughs> I mean, facts, doctor. Okay, no, I'm gonna have to start with. No, this. it's only medical, nothing personal. Um, only medical. So, Dr. Al Jazeera, right? That's your username. Yeah. Dr. AJ. He goes by Dr. AJ. Let me. No, no, no. AJ. I didn't. I, it says Al Jazeera. All right, let me show you a good one, guys. I don't know if you can hear this. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Oh, wow. So good, Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That is pretty awesome. Yeah, that is. <laughs> so, so subscribe to that, guys. Subscribe All of that. you, follow yeah. me, guys. All right, let's get into it. All right, 35. This is why I like this stock. 35 million dollar market cap almost 36 80 cents this could move fast this is a penny stock obviously but they have interesting uh science i like epigenetics and this is just to go over like really quick the pipeline ewing sarcoma advanced tumor studies immunotherapy and hematologic cancer so on latinos clinicalresearch.com you can actually read the entire write-up i'll put the link underneath uh, of the due diligence that we did, but the lead molecule seclidemstat is a reversible LSD1 inhibitor, um, inhibits the demethylation and scaffolding properties, uh, representing a viable therapeutic option for patients who need it most. What do you guys think? Because it's all about epigenetics, so I want to get into that as well, and they actually have, the company has a very good presentation on epigenetics uh what dr al uh, uh in regards to this epigenetics like is there potential here uh, uh, you know epigenetic is as i told you uh dan it's like crispr it's a brand a new technology and uh modifying okay. the protein that's created by dna it's not modifying the dna crispr they modify the dna this is they modify the uh, protein that uh, secreted by the DNA by modifying the his, uh, histidine of the DNA itself and the protein production. That's the main thing. The potential for it is it's great, but I think uh, need more exploring and more more indication for this type of disease, because even in the hematological malignancy, they were talking about the CML or chronic myelogenous leukemia is still in early stages. And uh, if you look at the, all these kinds of cancer, it is the protein that can produce the cancer itself that's created by DNA. It's not the DNA 
Okay, so what, what about demethylization or uh, dysregulated epigenetic enzymes can disrupt transcriptional balance? Like what, you read a lot this of science is, magazines. I know, but, 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 but this is the dysregulation and transcriptional. The DNA to, to, to communicate with everything, anything around it, have to produce certain proteins, okay? And the, this, uh, that, and called the transcription proteins that can go and induce uh, cell proliferation, uh, cell death, uh, uh, correct the mutation for certain uh, type of uh, disease and, uh, or cancer and like this. And that's what the, the transcription. And by inhibiting or changing this transcription uh, protein, this is how it works, the epigenetic uh, it's a, a G, uh, thing, uh, epigenetic space, which is brand new things, as I told you. I think this is the only company that they do this at this point. Uh, there's, there's like a few, but um, it's probably like the smallest one because there's uh, Epizyme, EPZM, Constellation, they're at a 1.6 billion. They're the biggest. So this one's the smallest one, but they're the ones doing it for Ewing sarcoma, which is uh, a very, uh, well, can rare. you explain about this? Ewing sarcoma is very rare cancer, mainly in pediatric population. It is like, I think, total of 400 uh, cases a year in the United States, only 400 cases a year. Oh. And this is, brand new diagnosis. So metastatic is like a, about 10 to 20% of these numbers. So you're looking about uh, 410%, which is 20%, which is like how many patients out of 400? Eight patients right. to be treated with this. So this medicine should be very, very, very expensive. Right. Okay. They have, according to their presentation, about 500 patients are diagnosed each year. Median age, uh, yeah, uh, 15 years, median age. Um, they have the opportunity. So they already have fast track designation, orphan drug designation, rare pediatric drug designation. Those are all good. They have a possible priority review voucher, which a lot of times these companies can actually uh, use it or sell it to other companies. And it's worth between 80 to 150 million if they do end up getting it. So that's obviously the plan for them is to try to get that priority review voucher. I know uh, there are companies who get those and then you can save it or you can sell it like an asset to another company. 75% um, of the patients localized. And Dan, I think this is like uh, CRISPR when it started about 10, 15 years ago. Right now, this is the epigenetics. Okay. Yes. First of all, started like this with uh, you know Inflation. just trying to edit the DNA itself, and then they start applying it for certain diseases, and they found good response. And now they have a clinical trial running for yeah, for I sickle think, cell. I think for lay people, like investors, you know, most investors are not sophisticated enough to understand science they just look at charts and i mean there's nothing wrong with that but they look at like financial reports and when you're looking at biotech it pays to know a little bit about science and i'm no expert at all by any means but um basically the difference between this and crispr 
is CRISPR goes and targets the DNA, changes the DNA. So like in sickle cell or beta thessalemia, which we've reviewed once on this show, you know, they're able to go in there and actually change the DNA so that they can express proteins differently. What, what epigenetics does, they don't do anything with DNA. It's all about how it expresses, how the DNA expresses proteins, which is what epigenetics is. And sometimes environment can change that. Uh, diet can change epigenetics. In this case, uh, various mutations of, of, the, of certain enzymes like LSD1, I think is an enzyme before, or it's a receptor on an enzyme. Uh, so, which is believed to be associated with proliferation of certain tumors. Um, I only know this cause I went through the company report yesterday when I did a video on my channel, but I said, wow, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm saying to myself, wow, Dan, he's so expert in this LSD way. No, no, no. It's all fresh. It's fresh in my head. It's fresh in my head. I personally feel that epigenetics and like anything like CRISPR-based um, technology CRISPR uses, I think that is the future, the innovation. So, I mean, obviously, can't go and say everybody is going to be a winner, but I do believe that, you know, this is a sector of, of biotechnology that people need to keep their eyes on because it's really going to be doing some pretty amazing things, um, I would say, in the next five to 10 years. I mean, it's already doing great stuff, right? But what was it about? seven years, five years ago, uh, when I had the, the medical genomics class where we actually, I used CRISPR. Um, this professor was one of the top, I think three or five in the whole US that had access to a CRISPR te technology. And I remember her saying that this was gonna be in five to seven years at that point, it was gonna be very, very big. I mean, CRISPR really hadn't had hit that much back then. And then now look where it's at. So there's gonna be some huge strides in, these, in this type of technology for sure. But yeah, we just wanted like a little crash course on epigenetics uh, from you, Dr. Al. And so I, I, as I told you uh, guys, the epigenetic is a protein produced by DNA, try to work on a certain part of the cell to fix a mutation or uh, produce new proteins or, okay, like CML, we have certain protein uh, that's produced uh, with the mRNA and and cause transcription protein to produce uh, normal cells, but have a mutation happen, a wrong protein produced, and uh, then the white blood cells start increasing, causing the chronic myelogenous leukemia. Uh, the same thing in the wing sarcoma. There's certain protein produced from the mutation happened in the DNA. So the LSD one, with your, uh, with all respect to Dan and his expertise in LSD one, uh, the protein that's produced is converted or stopped by the the what they call the medication. This medication they have here by Solaris Company and produce different types so there's no growth or no stimulation. Cyclidem stats. Cyclidem stat. Uh, okay, but I think still they are also in phase one or phase two study. So that's why it's uh, the cyclidem stat is stops the production of transcription protein or, or produce certain uh, 
different type of uh, transcription protein to affect on the cells. That's what epigenome. Okay. Well, that's good. I mean, that's basically what we, uh, what I wanted because I did the, I did a video yesterday on this stock. On the epigenomic? Oh, I didn't touch that topic. I just did the stock. Like I just looked at the stock a little. I, I, I actually check on uh, clinicaltrials.gov and they have three studies happening right now. One of them is not yet recruiting. The other two are already recruiting patients. But this, the studies has, are kind of small. It has like uh, maybe 50 or 30 patients. Uh, they are looking for that amount of patients. So most probably is a, uh, a phase one study already. Uh, yeah, it's a phase. Both. It's a phase two. Uh, phase one, two. That's what this one is. The, they just initiated two phase two studies. One for Ewing sarcoma and one for advanced tumor studies, like all different cancers they have. Wow. And they're working on an immunotherapy, which is not yet started. Oh, so wow. they have a lot of good news coming yeah. up. They have a lot of good news coming up, or potent. Not good news. We don't know, but a potential catalysts coming up which you gotta like with a small market cap like this yeah that actually piques my interest a bit oh and you know what you guys are all welcome to join me i'm interviewing the ceo forgot to mention interviewing the ceo next week so i i i think it most probably have potential because investing in these kind of all these tumor that's mean it's a huge step for this company and they have a promising uh, product. I think uh, epigenomic have a potential to be like CRISPR. Now uh, CRISPR is like uh, like for hundred twenty dollars. Uh, they ended up this quarter with three uh, thirty three point one million in cash and cash equivalents, which wow. based on our current operating plan, we believe is sufficient to support. The achievement of these uh, real doubts, uh, redoubts, as uh, they beat Arthur, Chief Executive Officer of Salayus Pharmaceutical. Yeah, we're going to interview him uh, next yeah. week. Awesome. Yeah, so that's the earnings. So it was uh, after hours, it's up like not even a percent. But yeah, I think the market's going to be down again tomorrow. Who knows? You have time for this one, guys. But look, Yahoo, I don't know what it's worth. Yahoo, one-year target estimate, $4. That's Yahoo's yeah. one year. And at the same time, they put overvalued. Look how little this makes sense. It's overvalued. And on their same analysis, it's going to be $4 in that same period. But it's overvalued. And it's at $0.80. Cents. Maybe we should talk to Kathy Woods and see what she thinks about this. She Monica, <laughs> feel free to email Kathy. Woods. Yes. Hit her up on the. Hold on, let me text her real quick. <laughs> Morgan, there is some uh, increase in the volume after hours. After hours. Yeah, there was some increase in the volume. Oh yeah, it's probably it's probably because of the Asia market. The Asia market's been pretty hot lately. It's been up really? and going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, we, uh, I guess the I, the view we typically get is I think the New York and maybe the London, but the afternoon evening is the Asian market. Uh -huh. <laughs> actually, actually, the earning came back as a surprise, uh, minus zero point zero one, so less than expected, twenty three percent less than expected. The earnings, and, and it's up. Yeah, because there's nothing mm. they can earn. They have the. Um, 
Yeah, the earnings came back at uh, three o'clock. Because they get grants, their income is grants that they receive, and then they basically spend it all on the research. So at least they're not losing money. Like they're not for a biotech. Like that's important because most of them are burning cash. Uh, they're able to do this on uh, based on a lot of grants. We actually wrote about it on Latinos in Clinical Research. Thank you guys for watching. Stay tuned for the interview with the CEO. And then we'll do a reaction video after on the Clinical Research Circle.